Dear Holy Father, God, we thank you so much once again for the opportunity in your house. God, thank you for this youth group. God, thank you for these young people. Lord, I ask you to help us as we look at this uh, passage today. God, that you would please open our hearts to receive something from your word. Lord, I know there's a lot of stuff in it. And Lord, it's one of the more complicated passages that we're going to study, but Lord, I believe it's one of the most necessary. So Lord, would you please lead me, Lord, as we go through it. Lord, would you help us to open our hearts once again. We thank you for all in Jesus' name. Amen. As I said while I was praying, 2 Timothy chapter number 3, verse 5 through 9, I will say, has to have been the hardest passage I've had to study so far. But with that comes, I think it was the most necessary, and I think it's the most, I'm most excited about it. It's something that, it's, I guess, like when you go into a gold mine, if you're mining, and you keep mining until you hit gold, and you see gold, you're excited. That's how I feel tonight, because I feel like I have been, like, in my office, like, banging my head around. I had to stop and pray multiple times. God, you've got to help me get this passage, because I'm just not getting how I'm supposed to, how this, I'm supposed to be trying to teach this passage to these young people. And then the Lord gave it to me, so we're going to jump into it. I'm excited about it. So let's go in. Second Timothy 3, 5 through 9. Gonna be something a little bit different in there. If you read the passage with me, you'll see it. It does talk about silly women, and we'll talk about that. Verse number five. Having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof, from search turn away. For of this order they which creep into houses and lead captive silly women laden with yeah, I can read. Laden with sins, led away with divers lusts, ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Now, as Jan and Jamboree withstood Moses, so do these also resist the truth. Men of corrupt minds, reprobate concerning the faith. But they all shall proceed no further. For their folly shall be manifest unto all men, as theirs also was. So there's two things in this passage that made it hard. Number one, the whole passage about leading captive away silly women. I was like, wow, that's going to take some study. And then the second thing is the names, Janice and Jamborees. The real names, how you say them, are in the thing. But I knew that if I said them the real way, you guys would get more distracted if I just pronounce them our English way. But Janice and Jamborees, they're nowhere mentioned in the Bible. So now we have two names of two people that Paul says, hey, you remember these guys? And they're nowhere in the Bible. So there comes a whole other thing of how you find out these guys if they're not even in the Bible. So we're going to jump in there. I'm excited about it. Let's look at 2 Timothy 3, 5 9. This is the last thing on our list that we spent three weeks on. All these things, disobedient to parents, unthankful, all these things that we've gone on the list. The last thing on the list, I believe, Paul believes to be the most dangerous. Let's go and fill in some blanks. Understanding one of Satan's greatest attacks in the life of a Christian. Number one, Paul's serious warning. Verse number five, Paul's serious warning. He says this, Having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof, from such, turn away. The word form there means the appearance. The appearance. So I'm supposed to, I mean, I'm supposed to, but... But in the last days, there's going to be people that have an appearance of godliness, but no power. Me and my wife and my daughter, Shylin, have played through a game on our PS3. It's Ratchet and Clank. We, we had, my wife got Ratchet and Clank all for one for Christmas, and it's a multiplayer game. And so we have all, as a family, played through the whole game. And so Shylin plays on her controller, and she does a very good job, if I do say so myself. Pretty proud of her. But we, we all beat the, we beat the game. In this game, there is a weapon that usually my wife's character, that who she is, it shoots out, if you know who Ratchet and Clank is, Ratchet is a meerkat or whatever he is, he's a wombat, 
Lombex, whatever that is. He's one of those. Never mind. He's the animal with pointy ears. And so, and in the game, one of his weapons, he shoots out a dummy, Lombex, whatever the thing is, camel, whatever. He shoots out one of those things, and the enemy, because it looks like him, is distracted and diverted, and everyone starts shooting, and then me, my wife, and Charlie can all get around to the backside and destroy the enemy. So, as I was studying this passage, this pops into mind, great spiritual truth, about how the devil is happy with us having a form of godliness. Yes, ma'am. Then you can do that. It's not a problem. We shall see you next week also. <laughs> Out. <laughs> we'll see you later, actually. All right. So, maybe I should start back with the lombacks or whatever. <laughs> but as we go through, the devil, the devil ex- always loves, yes, I totally, I'm trying to get back into gear here. Shift back. All right. The devil is great and desires for us to be a counterfeit of what God has for us. Now, I used the dumb illustration about this, these things being thrown out, and it's a copycat clone of whatever to distract the enemy. When we look at our lives, I believe Paul tells the, the most dangerous thing in this whole list. So he tells Timothy, hey, Timothy, when you see this turn away, it's having a form, the appearance, and if you look at the words, the formula of godliness. We have it, don't we? All of us in here know the formula, so to speak, to appear godly. You know what to come into my office and say to make yourself sound spiritual. You know what if the right person, you even know tonight when we had prayer time with the adults, you know what words to pray to make an adult make you think that you're pretty spiritual. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. And we, you know the things it is. And Paul says, hey, the most dangerous thing that you have, Timothy, is the form of godliness, but denying the power. Let's throw in some more blank. The devil is the greatest counterfeit. He desires the appearance of sold-out service to Christ without the genuine power of God. The blank is sold out. The devil is the greatest counterfeit who desires the appearance of sold-out service to Christ without the genuine power of God. You look at this today and that's why I think this is so powerful today one of the biggest things you guys will face one day when you get 18, 19, 20 you move away from here you go move out, you go to college you get a job somewhere and you move away from your family you no longer go to Trinity Baptist Church the Bible says that they're in the last days they're going to be people who have a form of godliness it is going to look like they are godly but they are not and here's where we come back to knowing the truth Because the most dangerous thing Paul says here is this, that you're going to see maybe a pastor, maybe a church. Happens all the time. I remember when there was a family in our church back in Florida that got right with God and they wanted to serve God and he started listening to preaching. Like I told him I listened to it, he's wanted to start listening to preaching. And he started asking me names of preachers. He's like, have you ever heard of this guy? And I've heard of him. I know he's, I believe he's a man that probably loves God with all his heart. I believe he's a man who maybe in his mind is trying to do right. But it's a form of godliness. But it's not godliness. Because he's some of the things this man does and some of the things he goes and things he says. 
I can't believe we're godly. And I have biblical truth to back me up. But you know what? As a young Christian, he's excited. Oh, man, this guy preaches the Bible. He holds the Bible. He has a couple good things. And there are some things by this man that I would recommend. I would say he has a thing on creation that I would say, hey, you should listen to it because it is awesome the way he describes creation. But everything he does is not godly. And Paul says, hey, in this list, having a form of godliness, but denying power thereof, from such turn away. There are some that do have a form. They have a shell. The outside of godliness, but they are not. There's people that listen to music. And I was even hesitant to even go here. That appears godly. I went to, you guys go GCS, you go to other Christian schools, and every now and then and I can peek my head into a game or something. And you go to, and they're playing music that is godly music. The only reason I know that is because I was listening very hard to the lyrics. And they said Jesus one time. But that would make me think, oh wow, okay, this is godliness. And see, your generation right now is surrounded by that. I can guarantee you that some of you at some point in your life, or even right now, listen to music that would probably have the world's flair to it. And there's not anything necessarily wrong with the lyrics, because their lyrics may say Jesus, they may say God, or maybe even it's like the songs that people sing to their girlfriends, but they just substitute Jesus and God in every now and then, so that it makes it sound spiritual. The Bible says, well, it, Paul says, hey, one of the most dangerous things that you have to deal with, Timothy, is having a form, the outer shell of godliness. But there's no power. There's nothing there. And see, this is what's going to get us all, if we're not careful, if we don't know truth. Because if you do not know truth right now, as a young person, you say, go find a church. This is what we base our church on. Well, when I went there, it felt good. Like, I just enjoyed it. Is that truth? No. Oh, man, I, I really like the pastor because of his spirit. He's just such a nice guy. But is that truth? Oh, I like this music. I really like, I like the beat to it. I really do. They say God in it. They talk about how I'm supposed to tell other people about Jesus. They're talking about how I'm supposed to evangelize my world. But the problem is, it's just a form of godliness. I remember when I was a teenager, I was probably 17 years old, and Brother Gatlin, called him Brother Gatlin, his name was Milton Gatlin, he was my Sunday school teacher. We didn't have a teen Sunday school like we do here. We just had guys and girls, and there's a guy that taught the guys and girls taught the girl. And so me and Brother Gatlin were coming back, and I visited his bus route with him. And we were driving back, and I remember we were driving down the road, and he just flipped the station to some weird rap station. I mean, we're just driving down the road, like, doo doo And it's just quiet. He's like, he's like, flips on the radio. It's like, boom, boom, boom. It's just like going crazy. And so I'm like, Brother Gallon, are you okay? Like, I didn't say anything, but I, of course, I'm, I was really quiet back then, so I just kind of rode. And like, he's like, Aaron, I want to tell you something. He's like, this right here will never get you. I was like, you're right, because right now it's giving me a headache. Like, like I, this is not my style of music, whatever. It's, it's just not. And plus, I do know. I have family members that listen to rap music, and I see what rap music does to my family. I have seen what rap music, I see the hate, I see the violence, I see it all, the sexual perversion, and, and I'm just like, you know what, it's not me. I, I wouldn't have to worry about it. I don't even know if I was not even saved if rap music would appear to me because I've seen how it's destroyed lives. But he's like, Aaron, this will never get you. Then he flipped over to some, as I would call it, redneck station. He flipped over to some redneck station, he's like, Aaron, this will never get you. 
And I was like, you're right, because I'm about to jump out on the side of the road right now. <laughs> Turn the rap station back on. <laughs> no, I'm, just I'm just joking. But then he, t- he went to, I didn't even know it existed, because our church had a radio station, so that's in my car, that's all I tuned it to where I stuck a CD in. He tuned to a radio station that had what we would call, and I'm not saying that all contemporary Christian music is bad, so don't walk around here saying, well, Pastor Burton says that every single person that ever listens to contemporary Christian music is wrong. All I'm saying is, he turned to a station that had some music that sounded like the rap station. It did. But if you listen to it really hard, you could tell that they were really hollering for Jesus. They were, they were, they were, doing a, they were going at it. But they were going at it for Jesus. And he said, Aaron, this is what will get you. He said, if you're not careful, he said, Aaron, what will happen is these things will drag you in. And you know why I believe Paul writes this to Timothy as the last thing? Because he said, it's the most dangerous thing. You're going to have to deal with Timothy. Because if you don't know the truth, the devil is the perfect counterfeit. He will throw whatever in your life that looks godly. Oh, I have a friend at school. And they're a Christian. I know they don't do the same things I do, and I know that sometimes they say some things they ought not to, and I understand that, now you know what, they're not the best person. You know what, there's a lot of things we forgive. Not that we shouldn't be forgiven, not that we're supposed to judge everybody or else, but I'm just saying there's a lot of things that, under the form of godliness, the devil, and just like I said about Ratchet and Clang, has shot off some lookalikes, and we're following them, because we don't know truth. See, the devil shoots out something that looks like a church. You know what we'll do? Oh, man, that just looks like a church. It says church from the sign. The pastor gets up on Sunday mornings. This must be where I'm supposed to be. But it's not truth. Hey, this, this sounds like Christianity. Like, I know it's not the old school Christianity. But this sounds like the new Christianity. But you know what? It's a form. It's just an illusion to you. Because they know all the formulas to make it look godly. We go on, Paul's serious warning. Oh, here, let me fill in the blank. Satan wants me to conform to religious standards as long as I am not transformed by the truth of the word of God. I want you to get this. Because Satan wants me to conform to religious standards as long as I am not transformed by the truth of the word of God. The devil is happy if all you ever do in your life is go to church Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday. The devil is happy if all you ever do is do your devotions. The devil is happy if all you do is have a little prayer time. Because you know what? As long as you're in the form, the devil's great with that. But when you start letting the truth of God transform your life, oh, now my devotions, I'm actually trying to get something out of my devotions. Now I'm actually trying to pay attention in church to get something from God. I really want to learn the truth. I don't want to just have a form. I want to actually have godliness. I want to have something in my heart. That's when the devil loses the battle. But you know what? Just like I said, we know what we're supposed to do to be spiritual. I can go, any of us right now, go sit in my office, and we can have a spiritual conversation. The best of you in here can. And the devil's fine with that. But as soon as you get past the form, what looks like godliness, you get down to real godliness and asking God, hey, would you, as Romans 12, 1 and 2 says, transform me? Conform all of you would like right now if I could give you a list and say, these are all the songs in the world that you can listen to. And these are all the songs in the world you should not. You know what? That'd be easy. Huh, okay, I'm going to go through. <laughs> Pastor Burton gave me the list. Oh, can't listen to that because that's on Pastor Burton's list. But I can listen. Uh, okay, I'll do it. 
I can say, give you a list and say, this is what you should wear. And most of you would look at me and say, thank you, Pastor Burton. And you go and you would wear that. And you know what? The devil's fine with that. And you know what? For years, that's the kind of teenagers we put out. Our teenagers that are just conforming. Oh, it's on the list. I didn't do it. It's on the list. I did it. But see what the devil's afraid of is when a teenager asks to be transformed by the truth. God, would you show me what I shouldn't listen to and what I should? God, would you show me real truth? As you get in the word of God, that's when we pass the form of godliness. We start to be really godly. And Paul tells Timothy, hey, it's going to be dangerous. He goes on and he says, the plan. So Paul says, hey, having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof, so touch it away. Stay away from those forms. Why? He's going to give us the plan. The plan is to seduce the weak. The plan is to seduce the weak. And so here we come to this verse. Well, two verses. For of this sort are they which creep in the houses and lead captive silly women, laden with sin, led away with divers lust, ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Pastor told me when I, um, we were talking, I told him what passage we were dealing with tonight, and it came up, and we started talking. He's like, oh, silly women. He's like, I want to see how you're going to do that, how you're going to address that. And you know what? You can look at this passage, and you come to it and say, uh-oh, Paul's just beating down women. Or you can come to the passage with this. Paul's saying this. You need to get away from the form of godliness because it's going to distract you from where you need to be. And he says, number two, the plan of the devil is to seduce the weak. Let's go through the verse. Let's make get our um, definitions. The word creep means to sneak. You guys know that because you call people creepers all the time. Creep, sneak. Silly women. The word silly women there means foolish women. Foolish women. Laden. The word laden means heap, piled up. And diverse means various and manifold. So this is what Paul's saying. That a form of godliness, did you gotta get those silly women is foolish, laden is heap, diverse is various. And I'll go ahead and fill in this one real quick. Two things that characterize the weak, foolish, laden with sins, diverse lust, and they're ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. The last word is true. There are some things, sometimes, if you know, if a pastor is going to preach on what he's going to use as an illustration. If I was going to preach a message on lust, what gender would you probably think I was automatically talking to? Got you. Thank you. Yes. You guys can say it. It's okay. You would think I was talking to guys. If I was to preach a message on modesty, you would assume what? I was going to preach to the girls. There's a whole lot of things that sometimes we just put into our minds. Paul here is not saying that all women are silly. What he's saying is this. The enemy, Satan, has this form of godliness. And he wants to distract you with it. And he's telling Timothy as a pastor, he says, Timothy, of these sort, these are the kind of people that are those formal guys, that pastor that looks like he's a pastor, just a form of it, that music that looks like it's the form of it. These are the kind of people that come in and get the weak. See, this is what they're going to do, Timothy. They're the kind that creep in the houses, and the foolish women will listen to them and follow them. You say, Pastor Burden, why would he use women? I can give you one illustration. 
And just as I said, once again, not all women are foolish, not all women are silly. And don't take that away from this passage. But you look at Eve in the Garden of Eden. There were two people on earth, Adam and Eve. Now, I do not believe that Eve was necessarily dumb because she fell, she fell for the devil's lies. I don't believe that. But I believe the difference is, and I was studying this today, and I think the difference is that the devil, I mean, that Adam had, had new truth. Adam was there when God said, thou shalt not eat of this tree. Don't eat it. Eve wasn't. Adam told Eve what God had said. And Adam told Eve, he said, hey, you don't eat it, and I can even picture it, because Eve said it later. You should not even touch it. Let you die. So I can see Adam in his mind telling Eve, hey, Eve, I'm glad you're here. Life has been bored without you. And as they're standing there, I can see Adam telling Eve, you know what? We got everything here. Everything but that tree right there. Don't eat it. You know what? Probably don't, don't even touch it. Because, see, if you don't touch it, we don't have to worry about it. But we've got, God's been so good to us. Adam knew truth. And see, what Eve did not know, she had heard, but she had not got it firsthand about truth. So now the devil comes. And the devil says, Yay. Wait, have God said, the first, the Bible says he's more subtle. And you look at the verse, those that creep into houses, the serpent was more subtle than he needs to feel. So he's sliding in, just like the verse says. And now he says, have God said that you shall not eat of every tree in the garden? Just, just checking, Eve, just checking. Did God say that? He appeared like he knew the word of God. Same thing that he's fulfilling of godliness. Hey, wait, Eve. Didn't God say, isn't God's word say that you're not supposed to eat of that? Same thing. And as it goes through, the devil slowly. But, see, the reason God doesn't want you to eat of it is because he knows if you eat, you'll be as God. You'll know good and evil. And see, Eve, God doesn't want you to be like him. And he broke the trust. This is what Paul's saying in the second verse, six, verse 6 and 7. He's saying that if you are not careful, if you do not get truth, the devil wants to get the weak. So the devil's whole thing. The reason he wants to throw our counterfeits is because we will follow them. This is the illustration, the silly video game illustration they gave you, that you throw it out there, and then everything goes to that. That's exactly what the devil wants to do to us. And if you do not know truth, you're with Paul's illustration of the silly women that get carried away with divers' lust. They, they don't, the Bible says they're ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of truth. You have to hear it all the time. They're ever learning. They're always getting that. But they don't grasp the truth. And so this is what I want you guys to get more than anything. And I say, Pastor, I want you to listen to me because I want you to get this. You have to know truth. And this is truth. I'm going to say it over and over and over again. This is truth and you have to know it. Because if not, just like the devil did Eve. Hey, did God really say that? If you don't know truth, you're going to be led captive. You'll be taken away. Because you're ever learning, yeah, I come to church. Yeah, I go to a Christian school. Yeah, I know Bibles. You're ever learning, but never able to come to the knowledge. The word knowledge means the grasp. You never grasp the truth. So what does it do when a life of a young person that sat in church all their lives, they went through Awanas. Yeah, I was in copies. Yeah, I was a spark. They went to youth group. Oh, man, I remember that dumb game we played. I remember that time Pastor Burton ran from the snake. I remember all these things. And they go through youth group. 
And they come to be an adult. And you know what? They get out. It's time to find a church. This church feels good. People here, man, they worship, they worship. Man, this pastor right here, he really knows how to communicate. May not be the word of God, but he knows how to communicate. Oh, man, this music, it it sounds really good to me. I, I like it. And if you do not know truth, you're ever learning. But if you don't grasp it, all you've done, to be perfectly honest, is wasted a lot of time. So you've got to grasp the truth. He goes on. The plans to seduce the weak. And number three, he says, I want you to picture. He paints us a picture. The picture of someone warring against truth. The picture of someone warring against truth. He gives us the two names that we're going to go through that I told you are nowhere else mentioned in the whole entire Bible. And I have to figure out who they are. First number three. Now, Jairus and Jambres withstood Moses, so did these also resist the truth. Men of corrupt minds reprobate concerning the faith. So now he says this. There's a form of godliness that if you're not careful, you'll deny the power. There's no power behind it, but they just look like they're godly. And he says that these are the kinds that are going to attack the weak. They're going to get these silly women who are ever learning and ever to come to, come to know the truth. And he says, and Moses is going to tell, I mean, Paul's going to tell us who these men are, who the kind of people are. He says, Janus and Jambres. Let's fill in them blanks. They are corrupt minds. The word corrupt means to affect with error. Reprobate. They're rejected or worthless. And then here we go. You probably already read it. These are who Janice and Jambres are. And that's how you say their real names. Ianus and Ambrace. Janice and Jambres were the two magicians in Egypt who opposed Aaron and Moses. Now, how do we know that? How do we know if they're not mentioned anywhere in the Bible who Janice and Jambres are? We know because of history. History shows us that the Egyptians, this is probably not their real name because this is probably their Hebrew morphed over name that the children of Israel called them. But they are the magicians that they're kind of, uh, I was about to use the word with the I, but I don't want that one right now. So I'm about to say they were very stupid individuals. So as James and Jimbrees are the guys who, when Moses and Aaron go to do the plagues, they're the guys who do the plagues with them. So this is Janice and Jimbrees. The Bible says that Aaron and Moses go before Pharaoh. Aaron cast on his rod. Janice and Jambres. Huh. Oh, you think that's something? They threw down their rods. They all become snakes. Aaron's rod's a snake. Janice and Jambres' rods are snakes. There you go, Moses. Counterfeit. Remember, the form. It looks like the same thing Moses is doing. But the Bible says Aaron's snake comes over and eats them both. Eats both snakes. Aaron picks up his rod. You try that, partner. And then he walks away. So then you had the other Jeremy. Well, the second thing is, turning water into blood. Moses goes, tells Aaron, hey, stretch your rod out and touch the water. All the water in the river is going to turn to blood. That's what happens. Jens and Jeremy's. Hey, I know we don't have any drinking water around here. Somebody give me some water. Give me some water. Any water. So they bring water when they don't have any because they just turn into blood. But Jens and Jeremy's. Alright, give me that rod. Give me a rod. Poof. Moses, we can turn water into blood too. It doesn't matter. Okay? Why would you want to turn your last bit of drinking water into blood? That's your problem. But that's what they did. 
Remember, form. If you're an Egyptian, where the devil loves, if you're an Egyptian and you're Pharaoh, you're sitting there thinking, ah, Moses thinks he's so good. My guys can do that too. The counterfeit of the devil. We go up. The same thing with frogs. Moses says, hey, Pharaoh, if you don't turn, I'm going to bring a plague of frogs. Same thing happens. Frogs everywhere. I don't even want to even think about what would happen. When we were in Florida, we had a pool that we didn't use anymore, so we kind of let the water out, and it filled with frogs. Every night, when you go to sleep, all you hear is, and I'm talking about loud as anything, all night long. It's like you just wanted to like pull a hand grenade out and just chuck it in the yard, because there were so many dumb frogs. So I cannot imagine what it would be like to go through the plague of like Pharaoh and everyone is frogs. The Bible says when they open up their bread, there are frogs in it. When they put their shoes on, they got out of their bed, there are squishing frogs. I cannot imagine what that would be like. It would be driving me out of my mind. But you know what? Here comes Janice and Jan Reese. Moses, Moses can do the frog thing. Hey, poof, more frogs, because we can, and because we want to count for what God can do. And the same thing, that form of God. And if you're Pharaoh sitting in the chair, the devil's working. He's hardening his heart, because the the devil's thinking, hey, Pharaoh, don't worry, your guys can do that too. And so the Bible says, now Jen and Jambres withstood Moses, they didn't do it anymore. The Bible says they had lice. The next is the lice. And so when Moses called the lice out and everybody's getting lice, these guys cracked me up. Here comes James Jambres. Bring me a head. No, I'm just kidding. Poof. Oh, we can't make the lice. Poof. We can't make the lice. Can't make the lice. Now, I don't even know why you would want to. Like, it doesn't even make, doesn't even make good sense. Like, oh, everyone has lice. Well, we're just going to prove that we can do it too. <laughs> I, I don't understand it. But the Bible says that, why? Because Pharaoh was refusing the truth. So here's, we finish it all up with the last point. Number four, the powerful statement of warning. Warning, verse number nine. The Bible says this, But they shall proceed no further, for their folly shall be manifest unto all men, as theirs also was. Manifest means wholly evident. Holy evident. The truth will always reveal error. Now, I don't have time to go to Psalm 73. But if you have an opportunity, I want you to read it. So here's how Paul says it it all up. I want you to get this because, I mean, I told you, this is one of the hardest passages I've had to study. But usually when I didn't do the hardest, those are the times where I find something that I'm like, wow, God really put something in this passage. So here it is. We're going to go through it all. There is... A form of godliness. It looks like it. It smells like it. it. You would think that this is godliness, but it has no power. There's not the transformation of the gospel that we need. The Bible says turn away from that. So that's why you, as young people, have to know truth. So you can look at it and say, you know what? Nah. From the Word of God, that's not how we should live. Now, I know it looks good, but from the Word of God, I know that's not what I'm supposed to talk like. No, I know that but from the word of God. So there's a form of godliness, and I have to stay away from the form of it, what looks like godliness. Why? Because the devil is always going to get the weak. So if you do not know your word, if you do not know the truth, the devil is coming for you because he knows he can deceive you. The Bible says that laden with sins, they carry a lot of things, a lot of burdens. And the devil knows that. So the devil knows 
that if you're in here and you're bitter about something and you don't know the truth, he's got you. Because all he had to do is bring somebody along that looks godly. Oh, they're just a good friend to me. And you know what? He takes you captive. Just like the illustration says. So he says, so there's, you're going to get taken care of. If you're weak, you can get taken advantage of. The devil will destroy you. And he says the same thing with James and Jambres. They had what looked like power. Hey, Aaron throws his rod down, we throw ours. We got the same thing, Aaron. What are you going to do about that? Hey, you don't want to vote. We can do the same thing. But the Bible goes on and closes it all up with this. But it became manifest at the end what was truth. Because you know what? When Jess and Jim Rees, I'm sure the first time, they thought, well, don't worry. We'll make the lice too. Okay, we can't do that. We can't do that, but that's not a big deal. Who wants lice anyway? When it came to the next plague, the cattle getting the disease, the Bible says that Israel, not one cow in Israel gets the disease. Yeah, to Jambres. Well, well, Pharaoh, don't worry about that. Don't worry about it. It's probably just something going around. I'm sure I was thinking today in my office that if there had been one cow that was sick, like another thing, and God said there's not one Israelite cow, I'm like, I'm picturing in my mind like this cow that was sick, all of a sudden getting well, just so the, the Lord could say there was not one cow that got touched by the disease. And so the next thing happened. All the way until God takes Pharaoh's son's life. And you know what? It didn't matter who you were in Egypt. Hey, Pharaoh, would you just let these people go? They're like killing us. Their God is real. Everybody in Egypt. You read, you read Exodus chapter number 7 and 8. Everybody in Egypt. At first, it looked like godliness. Oh, wow. <laughs> we can do the same thing. <laughs> Blood, we can do it. But at the end, it all became revealed what's true. Let me tell you something, guys, real quick, and we're done. If you do not to the truth, it will be revealed in your life. Okay? So you go through your life right now and just have the form. You know what? I go to church. I act like I read my Bible. After a while, the truth will be revealed. When you get to be 18, 19, 20, you may make it and conform well. Just like I said, you may have that list and say, you know what, I can't do that, can't do this, and do And you will be able to make it. But don't worry. We're warned. The truth will be revealed. James and Jeremy now have to stand before Pharaoh. Hey, you guys can't do that? No, we can't. Because he is the real God. We just did our little magic and incantations. Same thing happens in your life. If you do not know truth... One day, you will get a family. And you, it'll, be, it'll be tried right then. You know what? <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. Because you didn't grab truth. One day, you'll start a dating relationship. And I hope it's a long time from now. But you're going to date a relationship. And you know what? If you don't know the truth about how you are to respond and you just listen to the world's garbage and you didn't get truth, the devil's going to lead you captive every time. This is why you have to know truth, guys. Because don't worry. You can mark it down. You can take this one to the bank. It will be revealed. That's why there are people that sat right where you're sitting right now. And people said, wow, they're a sharp young person. They're doing an awesome job. And when they turned 18, 19, 20, the FBI couldn't find them. Why? Because 
they really never had truth. They had a four. It looked really good. Everybody looked at it and they were like, wow, that is a sharp young person. But don't worry, Paul said, it's going to stop. It's going to be revealed. And see, this is why this passage is so awesome. Because God says, you know what? The most dangerous thing in this whole list, and I didn't even know it when I first started studying it, is the last thing Paul says. And he says, hey, they're going to have a form. It's going to look like they are godly. But Timothy, you stay away from it. Because it will get you in the end. So let's pray, and we'll be done. Dear Holy Father, God, we thank you for this passage. God, I thank you for the time, Lord, that you allow me. God, I thank you so much, Lord, for the opportunity to study your word. God, I ask you to help us, Lord, as we all go. Lord, I pray for myself. God, that never, Lord, would I get up here and, Lord, just have a form of godliness. God, I pray that you would help me to be truly godly. God, I pray that for young people to do the same. Lord, I pray that our young people would not be defined as just good kids, Lord, that are doing what's right. But, Lord, we've gone before and we've let the truth transform our lives. God, help us not to be led away. Lord, captive by the devil because he's trying to capture the weak that don't know the truth. Lord, help us to be able to understand, Lord, in our lives, let it be revealed, Lord, that we know the truth, and the truth literally, Lord, as John says, has set us free. God, help us in this area.